This is Saturday morning's must-listen form hour. Set to go. Ready. Racing. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Well, welcome to the Melbourne Racing Panel. Six minutes after eight, Caulfield Guineas Day and a big 10 race card. Dean Lester to join us shortly. David Gately and Jamie Rogers from the tab to guide us through the big card at Caulfield. Firstly, good morning to you, Gator. Hello, mate. How's the morning doing? I heard no rattling and sound effects in the background there. You haven't found the coffee shop yet? Uh, humble apologies for that. I know you're used to uh, chaos in the background, but... Uh... No, the lovely Manly uh, Pacific Hotel doing very good things as far as quiet goes. And the 17th coffee has all been made, so we're good to go. Jamie Rogers from the tab. A big week, no doubt, with uh, with interest in a number of these races. Futures coming to hand, particularly with the Caulfield Guineas. How's the week been for you, Jamie? Yeah, good morning, Warren, and good morning to all the listeners. What an exciting day ahead today with the Caulfield Guineas. One of the best days on the racing calendar, and we've seen some really interesting movement. We've seen the power of Dean Lester, guys. Yesterday on The Breakfast Club, he put as his Ramaruffi Nanagai Race 3, number 3, and it was $8.50 at the time. It is now into $4.80 favourite, so a lot of support there. And Race 9, number 5, I Wish I Win, is the best-backed runner of the entire day. We'll have Dino to, to join us shortly. Gator, first of all, uh, heavy 10 at, at Randwick also. We'll get your thoughts on that after 9 o'clock. At least that meeting's going ahead. Yeah, look, uh, credit where it's due. I mean, obviously unprecedented, literally, uh, the rainfall. And I think 60% of the days this year have had rain. It's, um, it's been savage. But, uh, look, uh, prayers to all those struggling with the floods. As far as horse racing goes, the track. Um, and the staff there are doing an amazing job given, um, you know, Noah's Ark sort of conditions. Just some uh, connection problems with Dino. So we'll get Dino shortly and we'll catch up on any selections we haven't got from Dino, but uh, we'll hear from Dino shortly. Gator, in the first, we'll get uh, Jamie's thoughts on the market shortly. Two-year-olds in the debutante stakes over the 1,000 metres. The scratching is number four, Camila. Jamie, what is the market telling us about these debutantes? Well, at this stage, Warren, off the back of that scratching, which was a 15 cent deduction, that actually hasn't impacted the market too much. So Heuristic, which is number two at $4.60, is the best backed runner in this race. It is a, a small field of six runners and five of those are under that double figure price. The favorite is the three, King's Gambit at $2.90. And between those two, Heuristic's the best backed, but the favorite as well, seeing a bit of support. Gator, I won't ask you for a speed map in a race where we haven't seen any of these horses under race conditions, but what have you been able to dissect from the horses that you have seen and and their work leading into the debut? Yeah, well, I should uh, preface anything by saying all three two-year-old races last week I got wrong. So, um, yeah, uh, the trial form and the jump-out form is all there for us to see, and we're we're thankful for that, but um, it doesn't tell the whole story, as we know, and, you know, they're often not under uh, any sort of pressure, and and that can be obviously what separates the uh, the wheat from the chef, so to speak. I thought King's Gambit's uh, trial looked good. Um, he, he certainly looks a, a nice type to my I mean, untrained eye. He's got a nice size. He looked good running over the leader in a Warwick Farm trial. They're in useful time for the day as well, um, with gaps behind. So, look, I've lent that way. Uh, Stable certainly know how to get them up and running early. Uh, she's all shenanigans. Is that a couple of jump outs? Led one of the latest. Uh, late September it was. wasn't overly pressure, uh, pressured. Uh, ran about three lengths quicker than Prince Dahalo that morning as well. But again, 
you know, those uh, those relative times brought a few undone last week. There's Princess Dahalo, who's close up in a jump out here. Had a key rival, Heuristic, behind um, her and probably went better than, than him, uh, but underestimated the Godolphin two-year-old last weekend at one. Adeem ran home nicely and it's jump out to, from off speed. So, yeah, certainly some talent shown. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. For the record, I went 3-7-5-1. and one. Three, seven, five, and one from Gator. We're able to welcome Dean Lester into the preview of Caulfield Guineas Day. Firstly, good morning, Dino. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Lovely, fashionably late entrance from you there. Good morning That's to you, it. first of all. How are you seeing the first? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, King's Gambit. I thought uh, he trolled pretty well uh, at Warwick Farm. He looks ready to go. Uh, I love the way the Snowdens educate their horses and uh, they're always up and going, especially in these early races. Princess Juhello just looks like a filly that wants to do everything right from Barrier 1. Can, uh, I think, use that gate. Uh, She's All Shenanigans was clicked up in her most recent jump out and went very well. And Heuristic, you wouldn't back him off his jump out at Flemington, but was down the straight and he was hanging off the pack towards the inside and all he wanted to do for the 800 metres was run back to the inside rail. So he really wasn't concentrating. I think uh, he could uh, improve sharply around a turn. I'm wary of him. So it's a, an interesting race. Uh, I'll be watching and learning. Three, five, seven, and 2. They're Dean Lester's numbers. Three, five, seven, two, three, seven, five, and 1 from David Gately. I'll be looking and learning also. But I do think that number 5, Princess Juhello, looks a really willing participant, as Dino said. She just seems to want to do everything right in the jump outs. 5 for me ahead of 7. She's all shenanigans, who trialled quite nicely on the same morning as Princess Juhello at Flemington recently. Three Kings Gambits had that official trial at Warwick Farm and two heuristic, certainly not off the jump out, but from the talent and uh, hanging out down the straight, as Dean said, certainly a forgive jump out. Five, seven, three and two in a race where we've got plenty to learn. Race one on the car to Caulfield. Race two's over the 1,400 metres. It's the weekend hustler at listed level. Scratchings are numbers three and nine. Jamie, what's the market telling us in race two? Well, Warren, those scratchings haven't impacted the market at all. So the one is Azar at $14. Where the support is coming through is for the favourite, number two in Old Flame. It was $3.90, now into $2.30. The four purple sector has remained solid at that $7 price. Regards, Marie, at $11. Where we've seen a little bit more support is a bit further down the page in number 12, Cardinal Gem at $5.50. But Warren, it is a very well-backed favourite in this race. And Gator open-minded coming out might change a little bit of the dynamic of the race. How are you reading the speed here? It still looks good speed, though, doesn't it, with uh, Mavada. Um, he's at his best when he rolls along, an imperial lad. Asa probably takes the trail now and should get a good run. Purple Sector's the other one who can certainly go forward. Old Flame won't be far away either. So um, expecting a truly run 1,400-metre race the second. What are we doing here? Look, I'm going to tip Cardinal Gem. Uh, I know the, the ratings tell you he's... He's not well-weighted, but, uh, you know, he's every bit as good as Jimmy the uh, uh, the Bear. I know Jimmy beat him twice last prep, but um, you can argue strongly Cardinal Jim should have beaten him both times. Uh, Jimmy's a 94-rated, Cardinal Jim a 77, but it just shows you, I think, um, where the ratings have, have taken a bit of time to catch up to the, to the horse's ability. And this horse had a gap between runs into his really good third, here two runs ago he covered a lot of ground from a, from a long way out and then went to Flemington savaged the line with his 58 really strong win Old Flame wore down a key rival in Purple Sector Fresh then a month off into the Shannon and leader controlled it to some extent did beat the equal Group 1 Epsom winner Ellsberg into third 
He's a, he's a very genuine horse. He's not a star, but he's a good trier. Regards, Marie. Had his chance fresh, but it was a really strong race run in fast time. He can win. Purple Sector, he must be flying if he's going well on soft tracks because he is length better on drier. Unfortunately, again, some rain leading into the meeting just has me shuffling him down again. But he does have a good three-and-a-half-kilo weight swing on Purple... Uh, sorry, on Old Flame. And he chased top rank last time. There's that Epsom form again. So he's going well. 12, 2, 5, and 4. How are you seeing the second, Dino? Uh, I like Old Flame. Uh, I thought uh, his performance last start was good and just back 100 metres suits. He does go up three and a half kilos, but maps for a great run. I think he's the one to beat. I think Jimmy the Bear will run well. He's had two uh, or, uh, trials since his most recent run, uh, Benella, and then Patrick Payne venturing to Wagga with him uh, to have a jump out there or trial, and he uh, trialed beautifully, and he's going to get a great run here, and he's a winner. He's won six of 11, so he'll run well. Uh, five regards, Maria. I just thought he was too close at Sandown for him. I, I think the draw here suggests that they'd ride him quieter, and that's when he's at his best. And uh, Cardinal Jem, who was very good at Flemington, and uh, he's progressing well. He's there with a chance, but uh, I think Old Flame uh, can win and looks one of the better bets of the day. Two, seven, five, and twelve. Dean Lester's numbers: two, seven, five, twelve. David Gately with number twelve. Cardinal Gem ahead of two, five, and four. I'm with Old Flame. Also, the, the Epsom form line with a couple of runners here looks at a terrific form reference. He's only third up from a good draw, so two for me. Old Flame, head of seven, Jimmy the Bear. You don't often see Paddy Payne take horses to Wagga, but he looked to trial well there. He's had a couple of hit-outs to keep him up to the mark between runs. Cardinal Gem's a beauty. He'll probably be a little bit off-speed, but he'll be strong late. And four, Purple Sector, whose form ties in with Old Flame and also times in with a dead heater in the Epsom. Two, seven, twelve and four for me in race two. Race threes for the three-year-old fillies over the 1,200 metres, the thoroughbred club stakes. Scratchings, Jamie, are numbers seven and eleven. How does the market look here? Well, Warren, this has been so interesting watching this market. Nana Guy, number three. Yesterday, Dean said it was his roughie on the Breakfast Club, and at that point, it was $8.50. It's now into $4.80 favourite. The five English Riviera was the $5.50 favourite, has now gone out to $7.50. And Kin was a similar story, the 10, $7.50, now into $6.50. And we've seen a little bit of support for the 16 sweetened at $11.00. But it is a very well-supported now favourite, Nanagai, at $4.80. The market here, Dino, I think there's going to be reasonable speed here. Lady Laguna, Troach will be somewhere there. English Riviera will roll across from that wider draw. So I think they'll be setting a, at least a, a reasonable tempo, even Adonsos Rouge is capable of being somewhere there. And, uh, gee, I wish I'd have got the price that Dino was talking about yesterday, but I think that, uh, that Nana Guy's got a terrific chance. She was very good winning last start down the straight at Flemington, and her runs at stakes level leading into that maiden victory at, at Geelong just to kick off this preparation had been terrific. So no doubt she's up to this class. She proved that last time, and I'm with her. Number three ahead of ten, Kin, who has to now stretch out to 1,200 metres, but the stable are very good at assessing their horses, and she's still relatively lightly raced, and at this stage of her career, I don't think we can knock her at the 1,200 metres. She was most unlucky at 1,000 metres behind winner takes it all, Caulfield here last start. 12, say Majik's got the form line through Nanagai. There's probably not going to be a, a lot between them, and she's capable of taking advantage of that inside draw, and I put uh, number... Uh, I've got six here on my list, which is not right. Number 16, Sweetened, I've got in as next best. Apologies for a typo that no one else can see. Three, ten, twelve, and 16 for me in the third. Dino, how are you seeing the, the fillies? We know that Nanagai was, was your value this time yesterday. 
Yeah, I thought she should be favourite. No, she is now. Um, I'm hoping I'm right. I think she's got a great chance. I'm just looking for the strong fillies here, and I think uh, I really want to play this race. Nanagai and Sweetened. And their form ties in. They both beat a horse called Miss Suddenly when they won their maidens at Geelong. So Nanagai then went to Flemington, was really good. I think she's just got to stay out of trouble, get to the, get a bit of room in the straight. She'll be strong late. I don't mind the wide draw at all for Sweetened. I think uh, she'll just uh, blend into the race and she's the danger. Uh, you could have a little something on her as a saver, but uh, I like Nanagai to beat Sweetened. Uh, of the rest, I think Lady Laguna, I thought she charged too far forward, two starts back. Then last start, they took a sit on a night where you wanted to be leading. So I just don't think everything's gone quite right for her. And all of a sudden, she's you know, quite big odds. And number eight, Hellhound, who I thought ran pretty well at Flemington. And the 1,200 metres is at least going to suit. I think a few of these will be battling at the end of 1,200 metres. And that's why I really like Nanagai and uh, Sweetened. Three, sixteen, four, and 8. How are you lining up the fillies here, Gator? Oh, look, with, with a lot of difficulty, I mean, um, I mean they, they're all crossing the line together, aren't they, uh, these fillies? Um, look, I think Trosh is the one over the odds. I know she's been up a lot longer than a few of the others, but um, she's just a really good on-speed mess. Uh, Philly, she runs time. Uh, she chased Queen of the Ball last time. I think she'd be a short price favourite here, Queen of the Ball. She thrashed English R- Riviera. Well, beat it comfortably. Um, so, yeah, I think she'll go forward and give us a great side at, at near double figures. Nanagui wide, all honours hers in the maiden win. Charged home, a sectional terrific two. Uh, the quickest last to two 200 splits to win the Captain Teeb. Uh, with many of those key rivals obviously behind her. Third was Typhoon Tipmus, who chased a good filly last week at, at Flemington. And unbeaten on soft ground, probably the other key point. Uh, Sweetened took some time to wind up, but won well. And there's that Miss Suddenly form, Dino's referenced that. I think Mumbai Jewel is a silly price here. Luckless in the Atlantic Jewel. And battled well in a guinea's lead up. Wasn't far off uh, the filly that beat Typhoon Titmus uh, in the manifold last week. So I think she's the best blowout. But certainly Hellhound, uh, same mag- you know, magic, and I could go on. I found it tricky. Keen to play some exotics, though. Two, three, sixteen, and six. Race three, the Thoroughbred Club stakes for the three-year-old fillies. David Gately's numbers are two, three, sixteen, and six. Dean Lester with numbers three, sixteen, four, and eight. My numbers are three, ten, twelve, and sixteen. 20 after 8 and RSN 927 will keep working our way through a big Caulfield Guineas card after this break. This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Family. Working our way through Caulfield Guineas Day with Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers. We get to race four on the card. The Ned's Village Stakes over 1,200 metres. It's clearer scratchings. Jamie, I don't want to send a dangerous precedent here, but a loyal listener via the SMS who goes by the name of Pee Wee. And love a shout-out from Jamie Rogers at some stage during the morning. How does the market look here? <laughs> Well, Warren, we'll start with the three. This is a very open race here. It's $5 the field, but Prince of Boom, seven fifty now into $7. The four triple missile has seen a little bit of a dabble at $9. Where we have seen support at that longer price, though, is number six, Amish Boy, $26 into 19 now into $15. The seven, Grafina, is one of the favourites at $5 and has not seen much support at all at that price. Where we've seen a little bit of other interest is the 10 in Pintoff at $16. And then the other favourite, the 14, Zethus, at $5 has been the better supported of those two favourites. Even market, Dino. How are you seeing them here? Yeah, it is an even market and an even race too, Warren. Uh, 
I, I think it's a good race for the uh, for the Blue Army. It's going to be uh, possibly a great day for them. And um, I thought Gravina just was right on a good speed last start, ran very well, and I think uh, can probably be ridden that pair further back here, and I think will run well. Triple Missile, I think, has trialled up well for this. Uh, he'll get back, and he'll be, have to probably come wide, but uh, the jar out of the track suits, he'll be very strong late, and I think he's got a chance first up. Uh, Zathus got the rub of the green at uh, the Valley recently. He was on the inside of the track where he wanted to be. He made ground, but he was in the best ground and won well, but he drops four and a half kilos, and he's progressing well, and I think Crosshaven's been trialling really well in recent weeks. He's big odds, but uh, I could see him running a really good race first up, uh, probably riding just on the back of the speed and giving a good account of himself first up. But uh, I'm with Gravina, 7, 4, 14 and 1. Gator? Uh, yeah, I'm with Gravina as well. Lovely trial before the fresh run. And it was a good effort at the Valley. Nothing ran on in that race. Um, he was able to do the same. He was up on a strong sea, uh, speed hillside. That was a deep race. You know, one in fast time. He was just no match for some smart run-on horses. You know, they're group one horses. He should just get the good trail this time. Um, jar out of the track, perfect. Frankie Pino's a big price for some reason. He was absolutely jogging in a recent jump out. Absolutely jogging. He, he won a Wongoon fresh last prep. He had showmanship back in third, triple missile, same race. Then ran well in a Goodwood. Prince of Boom, he had a task at the Valley himself off a wide uh, run. And crossed the line with Gravina and then held on well in a race where the trifecta swooped at Caulfield. Back to 1,200 for him and triple missile resumes. Uh, he was good in that Frankie Pino Wongoon beating the length. Uh, easily beat Curran. At the end of that prep, that, that horse is here and ties the form in. And liked his jump out as well. 7, 2, 3, 4. David Gately with Gravina on top, 7, 2, 3 and 4. Dean Lester also with Gravina on top, 7, 4, 14 and 1. I'm with Gravina also with the I wish I win form and I think coming back 100 metres is a positive. 7 for me, head of 4, triple missile. He's trialled up really nicely. Golden Topaz winner, he'll be strong late. 12 Currens going well. He's not a winner on rain-affected ground, but he hasn't run poorly. I don't think the conditions will bring him undone. Zahuth got that terrific ride from Jamie Carr, stalking the speed to win last start, but he's returned well. 7, 4, 12 and 14 for me in race 4. Race five's the Herbert Power with a spot in the Caulfield Cup up for grabs. It's clear of scratchings. What's the market telling us in this race, Jamie? Well, Warren, the one Grand Promenade has seen some support at that $23 price. Persan at $8.50 has also seen a little bit of interest. The four Desert Icon at $5.50 has seen a little bit as well. But where we have seen a lot of the support is at the current favourite, Saracen Knight, at $4. What do you think they might do here from a tempo perspective, Gator? Uh, looks to be, um, pretty good speed, I think. Let's have a look. Desert Icon, point in the pan, which stupid last time. Saracen Knight will take a try. Good idea, so I can go forward. So, that should be a decent, uh, test of endurance. I'm going to give point in the pan another chance. He wasn't given much hope. First up, working on that, uh, fearsome speed with his 57. I thought he ran really well. He's fitter now, gets a softer run, which won't be difficult. Drops two kilos. His Ramsden win was exceptional, and beating Lunties, you can tie that in with a few here. I'm surprised they went up $17, Tad, but um, I wasn't listening to Jamie, sorry, but it's probably in tighter now. Saracen Knight, very strong win at Mornington. Fast pace, uh, set up the good time. Gee, he was strong there. That was a good test of endurance. He thrashed Harmistian, who had just run very well behind key rivals here, and early favourite in this desert icon. 
Uh, so that ties in nicely. I think with 53, he's a big danger. Honer back on both. Persan, wide, fresh, badly blocked at the valley. By the time he looked up and got clear, Desert Icon was seven in front of him. So he did a great job to, to run him to four. I think he beats him today. And Emissary's going well. Uh, yeah, Desert Icon can win this false favourite for mine. Eight, twelve, two, five. Gator, just uh, one via the SMS wanting to recap your tips in race three. I've got two, three, sixteen, and six. Correct weight from you, Ted. Two, three, sixteen, and six, race three. Dino, how are you seeing the Herbert Power? Uh, with great difficulty, Warren. Uh, I've chopped and changed selections here. Uh, I've ultimately uh, gone with uh, Shiraz, third up from a spell, number three, who I thought ran really well first up in a solidly run race and then maybe not in the best ground and last time out. Uh, forgivable run, and that's the, the Smoke and Romans form, obviously, uh, and it was one from the front. Uh, I think uh, third up, 2,400 in a... Yeah, evenly run race. Uh, he can run well. The sticking point probably is the 59 kilos, but I'm going with him. Uh, point in the pen, I think, do think will improve second up. Uh, he worked on that good speed and uh, sets up pretty well for him to run well. Uh, five emissary. Um, if the tr- track had been a little bit better, he'd have been my top selection. If it dries through the day and improves, that helps his chances enormously. And uh, Saracen Knight, who going well as an eight-year-old uh, he's going to get a really cheap run here get every chance and for that reason he's got some hope with the lightweight but uh, uh yeah i'll be giving chances to persan grand promenade they're getting fitter uh, it's a really tough race three eight five and twelve yeah dean lester's numbers in the herbert power three eight five twelve david gately with eight twelve two and five i agree it's a very even race and i'm hoping the track does improve a touch because i think emissary is going well Five for me. In a three, Shiraz, who comes through the same form lines. He's also progressing well, suited out to the 2,400 metres. Eight point Nepean will be fitter. He'll be rolling along somewhere near the speed. And Saracen Knight got the perfect run at Mornington, but he's drawn to get every opportunity again. Five, three, eight and 12 for me. In the Herbert Power, race six on the card, the Scalacci Stakes over 1,100 metres. What a great horse to honour and some of our champions on it today with the, the races at Caulfield. Scratchings are numbers seven and eight. Jamie, what does the Scalacci market look like? Well, Warren, at this stage, it's all about Paulaley. You could have gotten as much as $3 for him at one stage and he's just continuing to firm up. He's now into $2.30. Zoo Style, the four, is $4.80 and is, would be the second best-backed runner in this race. And then right down the bottom, number nine, Queen of the Ball at $5. I've seen a, a little bit of interest, but at this stage, it's all about Paulaley, the favourite at two thirty. I think the, the scratchings haven't really affected the fact that it's going to be a solidly run race. Queen of the ball with 51 kilos, you'd think she'd be rolling along in the boat getting fitter. He likes to roll along and Zoo Style's been on speed in, in shorter course races at, at Group 1 level, his last start. So I think they'll run along. Pulele was just outsped at the 1,000 metres last start and, and a great tactical ride from Craig Williams getting around. Paul Laley probably put him into a disadvantaged position in the middle stages of the race. I'm leaning one for me ahead of nine queen of the ball, who I think will roll along on the speed and give a great sight with the 51 kilos. Expecting in the boat to improve and hoping the track to improve also. we get Dean Lester's thoughts on in the boat shortly, but a couple of solid jump outs between runs. I think he'll strip fitter today and ingratiating, who rises in grade but will be strong late. One, nine, six and two for me. Dino, how are you seeing the Scalacci? Uh, yeah, I think Pulele's, uh the one to beat Warren. Uh, he, I thought, ran pretty well. Uh, the, the way the, the race shaped up and the, the way the night shaped up made it hard for him over a thousand. But 
1,100 metres with a little bit of jar out. It's pretty much his uh, sweet spot, and I think he'll run well uh, to beat Zeus Style, who is running well. He missed the start first up, then he ran well in the Moyer last time out. Damien Oliver's had a couple of rides on him now. I think he'll be first down to the rail. I think he'll lead and uh, give a good sight in the boat getting fitter. Uh, he can place uh, a drying track, would certainly uh, aid his chances. And Queen of the Ball does drop five kilos. She was aided by the way the night played out there, but she was still quite dominant in winning. And the three-year-old fillies, uh, when they have tried their hand at this race, have often run quite well. One, four, six, and nine. One, four, six, and nine from Dino. Gator, what are you doing in this race? Yeah, look, I was with Paul Ailey in the Moyer, and um, I think he could have got through most of the English patients by the time he quickened. Uh, the last 100, he finally sort of got going. He's just at his top the whole time. You know, it was just out, out of bed, as, as you referenced. That's the key, run off his feet. Uh, lovely late work. Gets to 1,100. 1,200, I'd be happier. But um, 1,100 will have to do. Queen of the ball, too slick. The Valley, second up, ran time doing it. Patton did help. Three-year-old Philly won the Moyer, remember? So... Um, look, she's probably not cool and gay, but she's not miles off her either. Just going to have to absorb the pressure here. That's the thing. Ingratiating blew them away fresh. Underestimated him with his 58 and a half. He ran well in the Oakley Plate, remember? This, uh, from a hopeless sort of spot. And certainly Zustol in the boat in the mix. One nine two and four. One nine two and four from Gator. One nine six and two from me in the Scalacci and Dino. Just recapping your numbers in this race. One, four, six and nine, Warren. One, four, six and nine from Dino. It's 27 to nine on RSN 927. We'll have the quaddy legs after this. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley. Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers with me working through the fields and the winners for Caulfield Guineas Day with the Quaddy Leagues. First of the Group 1s is the Might and Power over 2,000 metres. Group 1 at Wait for Age. It's clear of scratchings. Jamie, how does the market look? Oh, Warren, I am so excited for this race. It's the, the race of the day for me. So we've got the one in Zaki at $4.60. Seen a little bit of support at that price. The two I'm Thunderstruck is $6.50. Number three, Alligator Blood is drifting slightly, $6 out to $6.50. Number four, Mr. Brightside is $15. The five in Mwanga has seen a big bet come through of $8,500 at a $12 price. He's now into 11 The six nonconformist is 61 the favourite is seven, Animo, $2.30, and he has seen so much support at that price. And then the eight in Benno, who was heavily backed last night when he just missed and hasn't seen too much interest at that $21 price. Tactically, how do you think it might shape up, Dino? It's, um, Warren, I'm, I'm thinking uh, similar race structure to last time, Alligator Blood Zaki. Uh, we've got Animo in the picture here, and Mick Price has been adamant he wants I'm Thunderstruck closer. That's one thing. Will he, will he be able to actually take up the slack and, and get into that spot uh, behind the speed? That would be the, the query. And that if he does, well, then the chances are like Mr Brightside's got to make a choice of going more forward or back or he'll be three wide and Mawunga even wider. So uh, I think the, the handicap is non-conformist and Ben will be out the back. But, yeah, Alligator Blood and Zaki to, to lead them up as we probably anticipate. Hey, you're lining them up. I'm going to go with Animo because I think he's the best uh, 2,000 metre horse. Uh, he's two from two this campaign and he gets to 2,000 metres third up as he did in the autumn when he, uh, he won so well in the uh, uh, the uh, Rose Hill Guineas and I, I think he can 
be very hard to beat here. The, the dangers, um, Zaki. I think Zaki just building his preparation a bit differently this time. He won well enough first up, giving a big weight uh, discrepancy to Ice Bath. So it was a great performance. And then last start, I thought he toughed it out quite well. And I think third up, two thousand. This run will bring him right on. And Cox Plate, they'll be you know they'll be hoping that's his day. Alligator Blood. I think if he's going to be exposed at a trip, it would be at Sandown Hillside with that long straight. But he absorbed the pressure and kept going. Uh, he can skip around the bend here at Caulfield and run well. We've seen him run well in the Guineas here three years ago. He just got caught on the line. He'll run well. And Mawunga, I like him when he's outside horses, so he, I like the draw for him. And I thought he was very brave last start, so he's a chance. But uh, leaving out, I'm Thunderstruck and Mr Brightside probably at my peril. It's a tremendous race, and as it's been well spoken about, a dress rehearsal to the Cox Plate, uh, 7, 1, 3 and 5. Thoughts here, Gator? Yeah, look, I think it's um, all the information's in front of you. And the punters, I think um, it's really a case of, of just back your own judgment. Um, I don't think there's anything we can tell you that you don't already know about these horses. And the most enjoyment I find in the sport is getting the big races right, you know, using what you know. For the record, uh, I'm going to stick with Zaki, who was 14 to 18 hundred second up. And he sort of looked the winner as they straightened it. Um, didn't quite finish that one off. Bit of splash of rain about's ideal, I think. And just leaning his way, but what a race. Animo, obviously unbeaten into his four-year-old season, looks to have come back better than he went out. Don't love pulling up lame second up three and whatever weeks ago, but um, he's a star. You know, he beat Mawanga in a cox plate, uh, clearly. I do think uh, Mawanga's best recent form is on dry track. Um so this rain hasn't helped him. Thunderstruck, soft track, perfect. Just has to run a strong 2,000. We didn't get any guide on that in the Queen Elizabeth. He was travelling better than any of them coming to the turn, but then floundered in that uh, what heavy 500, whatever it was. And I've under, underestimated Alligator Blood last time. Um, just to go another 200 metres here. So, uh, gee, I wouldn't talk out of him either. All bright side could improve. One seven. Two five for the record. Terrific race. One seven two and five from Gator. Seven one three and five from Dino. I'm with Animo. I can see a, a race similar to Sunline leading up uh, Lonro years ago here, and Animo storming out after Alligator Blood. Seven for me ahead of three. Alligator Blood, who I think will give a great side at the two thousand metres, giving on Thunderstruck a chance. Uh, it's a D day for him and a couple of others here, and perhaps a fork in the road. But if he can take advantage of that draw, I'm not knocking him at the two thousand metres. He was left with too much to do last start and Zaki should be close to his peak now the sting out of the ground and, and out to the 2,000 metres, he should be running well if he's going to be a legitimate chance in a Cox Plate, great race, my numbers are 7, 3, 2 and 1 Caulfield Guineas race 8 on the card the second of the group 1's for the 3 year olds over 1,600 metres, the emergencies in Angry Skies and Miramasa didn't gain a start, Jamie what's the market doing here? Well, Warren, there's only three runners that are under that double-figure price, and two of those are seeing support. So the one in Tijuana is $8. Two, Barclay Square at $4.40 has seen support. It was $6 now into that price. But where majority of the support is coming through is for the favourite, number three, Golden Mile, $3.50, now into $3. If you wanted to look a little bit wider, where we are seeing a bit of support at the longer price, but just a bit of a double, is number 13, Elliptical, at $16. Gator, what are you doing here? Uh, look, there doesn't look to be fearsome speed in the Guineas this year, but 
But I've fallen for that in this race before, and they've gone mad. You know, young athletes getting out to a trip for the first time, a lot of them um, can generate um, speed that you don't think is there. Uh, I'm going to tip Gold Mile. I think he's the best horse. Uh, he just has to run uh, the mile right out. So that's, I think that's what you're, you're gambling uh, with. Um, I think he'll certainly be ridden a little bit colder than what we saw in the Golden Rose up outside of strong speed. You know, still there swinging at the 50 and only wore him down. He wore him down later. Two stars, three-year-olds beat him. Prior to that, he thrashed him in the Ming Dynasty. He had length on Fast Witness. Fast Witness crossed the line with all of these uh, at Flemington. So I think it's the best form. Um, as I say, he's got to run the trip. So I'll put my money on and see if he wins. Meridius, I loved his last 100 first up. Um, under pressure before the turn in the aft cabin race. You know, under horrendous conditions. Still strong to the line. I think Tad got his price wrong early. I think he's the saver bet. Uh, amenable, very good the same race. Blinkers go on. And Elliptical's last 100 metres at Hillside off a slow speed was that of a coming winner. And uh, he heads to a pretty good race, though. <laughs> I think he's certainly in the mix for me. Um, can't wait for it. 3, 7, 13 and 10. Thoughts in the guineas, Dave? Warren, I'm going with uh, Golden Mile. Uh, everything that Gator said is, uh, I think, right on the money uh, with regard to how he'd be ridden. He's just got to run the mile. Uh, I think uh, if uh, he gets a chance to do so, it's not ideal. His last run leading in, he was fading a little bit late, but that was on such a strong speed. He's entitled to fade, but uh, I'm going to go with him. I think elliptical is just real timing about his preparation. He's come up with barrier one. Uh, he's had the two runs in. He was in the worst ground in the Barclay Square race in the Exford Plate. That's the Tijuana form. Then he went to Sandown, ran through the line beautifully. I just think he's uh, spot on for this race. But if he ties in Barclay Square and Tijuana tie in as well, uh, both got uh, faultless preparations, really. Barclay Square's been winning in Tijuana, built to that win in the Stutt Stakes, and he's had the run at the mile. So they're the main ones for me. Amenable with the Blinkers first time goes in the quaddy. 3, 13, 2 and 1. Three thirteen, two and one from Dino. Three seven, thirteen and ten from Gator. On with Golden Mile. Also, I think his win in the Ming Dynasty two starts ago was a great Guineas trial, and and you could forgive that run riding a hot speed, and you wouldn't think he'd be lining up here if he hadn't come through that well for the Godolphin operation. So three for me. Hit a two, Barclay Square. I think Craig Williams is drawn to perhaps have a target on Golden Mile's back. Know exactly where he is. He's got that versatility that we've seen evolve through his runs today. 10, amenable, gets the blinkers on, probably gets back in the field, but loved his run in the guineas. Prelude, if he'd have drawn closer, I'd have him even higher in the thoughts. 13, elliptical from that inside draw, closed off very well behind Bankmore last start. 3, 2, 10 and 13 for me in the guineas. Race 9, Turak Handicap over the 1,600 metres. The only scratching number 16 winning partner. Jamie, and I think this is one of the better back runners of the day here. And you'd be right there, Warren, if the market is anything to go by. This is a one-horse race, and it features the best backed runner of the entire card, and that's number five, I Wish I Win, at $2.40. But if we go back up to the top, number two, Converge, at $34.00 is seeing some support at that wider price. And then a few other runners have had a little bit of interest, like number 11, Military Expert, at $11, and the 15, Uncle Bryn, at $15 there. So at this stage, though, all about the favourite.
looks to be a solidly run Group 1 mile handicap with the likes of Buffalo River, Gentleman Roy, Tuvalu won't be that far away. Military expert, callsign Mav, doesn't have to be too far off the speed. So I think they'll run along by the stage of the day. We'll have a, an idea how the pattern is. But I think regardless of that, uh, I'm swimming with the tide here. I think I wish I win just looks a Group 1 winner in waiting here since joining the Moody Stable. And this is a lovely opportunity for him. So five for me. Clearly, out of eight Tuvalu, he was terrific in the Rupert Clark and uh, and he battled on really well. No doubt he'll be fitter with the benefit of that run. He's had time to, to build fitness, jump outs in between. Nine Gentleman Roy, he's got the I Wish I Win form line and then he took that to win his next start. He'll be there on the speed, give a great sight. 13 pinstriped. He'll be storming late and uh, if there is any element of overdoing the tempo up front, he'll be chasing, but I think he'll be chasing a very smart horse in I Wish I Win. 5, 8, 9 and 13 for me in the Turek. Dino, how do you see it? Yeah, very similarly, Warren. Uh, I think uh, I Wish I Win um, improving track. Not that he's uh, a duffer on wet ground at all, but he's brilliant. Uh, I think the, the drier the better, as he showed at Sandown when he got that little chance to really quicken down late and such a soft win late. Uh, Luke Nolan didn't put a lot of pressure on him once he got clear air and I think that this is a good race for him to be three wide cover, blend into the race and stay out of trouble and I think he's the most likely winner too. Valu ran really well in the Sarupa Clark stakes and he was first up so he's had that three weeks to get over that run and uh, I think he's uh, he'll run well again. He always does. Uh, same with Gentleman Roy. He always runs well. So I'm giving him a, a good chance and 14 character who should have won last week uh, down in the weights uh, on the backup. I think uh, he could get into the money at each way odds. But uh, yeah, he's a deserved favourite. I wish I win and uh, a real chance of getting his first group one win. Five, eight, nine and 14. What about you, Gator? Yeah, look, I thought um, him, I wish I win, uh, coming back 100 metres might bring him undone at Sandown and no, it didn't. Um, he certainly didn't quicken immediately, and I thought, oh, I've got this one right. Ayrton hit the lead, but once he got clear, um, he ran over a good one in Ayrton, and, you know, as Dino referenced, pretty soft sort of win in the end. It was, I thought it was a terrific win, and uh, everything about that says the Elite 1600. His win prior to that was um, outstanding. Um, Gentleman Roy, of course, was a miraculous second in that race after being driven mad on a fearsome speed. Uh, he then went to stand and, of course, won on the same day. You know, he beat Military Expert and Pinstripe. Uh, Pinstripe was clearly the best closer in, a, in an on-pace dominated race, and that was moderately run. So he may be able to turn the tables on those two Pinstripe getting the 1600, but I wouldn't bet my life on it. Tuvalu was terrific in the Ripper Clark on a strong speed. Banker's Choice blinkers on 1600, my best roughie. Five, thirteen, eight, and nine. They're David Gately's numbers in the the Group One to react the last of the Group Ones. Five, thirteen, eight, nine. Dean Lester with five, eight, nine, and fourteen. My numbers are five, eight, nine, and thirteen. Ten race card winds up with the Northwood Plume, the Phillies and Mares over the fourteen, twelve hundred metres. A Group Three. The scratching is number thirteen. Galgani. How does the market look in the last, Jamie? Well, it is the favourite, the three, Zapateo, who's just continuing to see support. She opened up at $2.80 and is then $2.40, now into $2.20. A horse that's seeing support at a longer price is Zuzarella at $18, the number six. And then number 11, another ward at $9.50. Who's been the best back outside of uh, perhaps I Wish I Win or something we can add to him as some of the best back runners around the country, Jamie? 
Yeah, so around what's at Caulfield, Nanagai, race three, number three, is definitely one to add in there. Very, very well supported. Now, at Randwick, it was Zoo Tiger prior to being scratched. So at this stage, it's race three, number 10 in King Frankel at $3.10 and race seven, number three, at Williamsburg. So both of those at Royal Randwick. And a shout out to Pee Wee Warren. I hope we found him some winners. Well, what are you looking at? Uh, Pee Wee might want to support some of your thoughts during the afternoon. Jamie, what are you cheering I'm actually going um, in the Turak handicap. I know we've all said, I wish I win who's the best backed on the card. So number five, but doing a Quinella with Tuvalu, the eight. Great work, Jamie. Uh, I'm sure your day's not done. Looking forward to hearing you right throughout the, the weekend on RSN 927. Yeah, looking forward to it. Have a great day, everyone. Jamie Rogers uh, cheering for a Quinella, perhaps exactor in the Turak. Dino, what, what do you think in terms of the way they might run the last? Uh, Warren, uh, I think uh, the speed here. Probably comes from uh, Sarah Des. Uh, I think uh, she'll be rolling along Apre Lemur out wide. Churath, uh, we haven't seen trial recently, but uh, she should be prominent. Uh, I'm thinking is probably midfield. Just staying out of trouble out wide, and I think if she does, uh, she'll win the last because uh, she's what she's proving is she's actually just better than Mare's grade, uh, where she gets to at 1,200 metres at a higher level in time only. Uh, we'll, we'll find out, but... She seems to have this great covered as she did in the toy show and as she did in the how now in between. She ran over a thousand metres behind Eduardo, which probably didn't suit. So she's in great form and I think she'll win the last uh, to beat Churath. As I said, no recent jump outs, but she's a good mare. 1200 metres suits fresh. I think she can run well. Uh, 11, another award. I thought her run was pretty good behind Zapateo. I doubt she'll turn the tables, but she can certainly get into the money and uh, eight chassis had her two trials up in Sydney I thought the most recent one at uh, Newcastle she's ridden out but she went well and she does race well here at Caulfield over the uh, 11 and 1200 metre trips I've put her in next best 3, 1, 11 and 8 How are you seeing the last Gator? Yeah look I think Zapatero's uh, got a real touch of class um, two wins this prep exceptional uh, certainly forgive the, the miss on a really tough track and um, against the, that opposition, um, you know, Ryder got off and said, you know, she doesn't get through that sort of that sort of ground. Written Beauty um, loved her trial before I forgive running the Zapatero race. She was a big winner second up last prep, so I'm not sacking her. Kuras close up in a standish fresh with uh, you know against the males, then Chase Marabi. She's in the game. Uh, she's certainly jumping out well. And decent rain. You can tie her forming through lavish girl. Three, five, one, and ten home. Three, five, one, and ten for Gator in the last three, one, eleven, and eight for Dean Lester. On with Zapateo also. I think she's returned really well. Her, her only defeat this preparation when she was chasing Eduardo in, in the Concord. So she's come back well. She's well suited in this grade. Three for me, head of eleven. Another award. I thought she was terrific in a race that ties the form together. Chasing Zapateo last start. Four Paul's Regrets, I think one that's got a, a chance here. She's jumped out well and she's got some good call for your form. Sting out of the ground, no problem. And no recent jump outs for Churath, but she's been very effective since joining the Maddie Raymond stable. Three, eleven, four and one for me in the last. Time for our last break. We'll get the boys' best bets and quaddy thoughts the meeting at Caulfield. And if we can stretch the friendship, one via the SMS, just if the boys have got an early thought, they could pick a horse for the Caulfield Cup this time next week. We'll see if we can get that out of them before night. Nine o'clock after this break. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley. 
Plenty more to come on race day morning. We'll have David Gately with his preview of the meeting at Randwick after the 9 o'clock news. Dan Malecki, George Ferruja will give their thoughts on harness and greyhound racing in particular. Harry White will try and find some winners at both Hamilton and Monangatang. The rundown with the team from Racing at Sports at 9.30 and then a big spring ticket kicks in at 10 o'clock. So no need to go anywhere else than RSN 927 this morning. We need the boys' best bets and quaddy thoughts and hopefully Leanne's found a multi for us somewhere around the country today as we go to Dean Lester. Dino, how are you wrapping up the day? Uh, Warren, uh, I'm thinking uh, we'll come home on the winner. I think Zapatea is the best. Uh, race 10, number 3, uh, Old Flame would be my next best. Race 2, number 2 and... Uh, well, Nana Guy was my value, uh, but it's around the each way, so we've got to stick with her race three, number three. And with regard to the quaddy, uh, the first leg, uh, numbers, uh, seven, one, three, five. The guineas, three, thirteen, two, one, and ten. The third leg, five, eight, nine, fourteen. Come home on three, one, and eleven. What's our lovely Leanne doing with respect to a multi today? Going a bit all over the place, Warren, but uh, race two, number 12, Coat at Randwick uh, for the win. Then we go to the big night of uh, harness racing uh, at Melton. Race seven, number four, Just Believe a Place. Race eight, number two, Expensive Ego a win. Race nine, number four, In Cipher a win. And that comes to 23, around the $23 mark. So uh, a little bit of value there and uh, a bit of diversity. Well, she's a real keeper, Dino. Don't let her go anywhere. She's all over no the place. Exactly, <laughs> and the spring ticket having uh, the, you know the likes of Stevie Arnold, Marie McHugh, and Doctor Turf just uh, was a great afternoon of listening last weekend. I'm sure it was a great afternoon to be a part of. Yeah, feedback's been terrific, Warren, and uh, just having that little bit of extra time. The wall to wall coverage is still there on Carnival uh, on the digital channel. Uh, if you're wanting uh, all the racing, but with uh, being able to drill down on Melbourne and Sydney and give uh, the, the listeners hopefully that little bit of insight, especially from the track, Steve Arnold's insight about some of the tactics in races, straight as it happened, was extraordinary, and what what to look for. I mean, it's just a different level to those of us that haven't ridden in races uh, can provide. He, he was just uh, all over it, and, and uh, the Manning Out comments from Marie were, were fantastic also. Good luck for a big afternoon ahead, Dino. Terrific. Thanks, Warren. Gator, how are you wrapping up the meeting at Caulfield? Uh, yeah, same bet. Ten by three. Zapatea, um, most confidence I've got there of the ten races. Quaddy wise, I'm going to take one, seven, two, and five. Three, seven, thirteen, ten, one, and two. Uh, the Turek five, thirteen, eight, nine, and ten. And coming home with uh, just three, five, and one. Great work, Gator. Grab your next coffee for the morning. We'll take the news with John Bowden shortly and we'll be back to look at a big card at Randwick today. My best is race nine, number five at Caulfield. I wish I win. I think he can win the Turak. Quaddy first league for me, seven, three, and two. Second league numbers three, two, ten, and thirteen. Numbers five, eight, and nine in the third league, coming home with numbers three, eleven, four, and one.